I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? Hey, Heather. Hello. How are you doing? Well, I feel like I came in like a wrecking ball this morning to your house. I'm sorry. I was late. Um, you know. Heather, I don't even care. I'm late to everything. I'm always a mess. Somebody, somebody looked at me this week. They're like, you are a mess. I was like, I'm less of a mess this week. And the fact that you're calling me out that I'm a mess means that you don't see me in the other stages of my life. Uh-huh. So no, you could get here somebody 30 minutes me, late. Somebody like, said that I looked tired the other day. I was like, oh. <laughs> And, and I literally was like, because I am. Well, I think this I last, your kids aren't, your kid is not into um, elementary school and stuff. No, all and, the activities. Yeah. And it's sweet things. And they're very simple things that most people should be like, socks, <laughs> Santa hat, pajamas. And what's the other thing? Oh, red and green. Like those are simple acti- Those are simple things and tasks that parents should be able to do. But for some reason I go into like, you know, a tailspin about like today was crazy sock day. We just wore white socks. Yeah. And no. tomorrow we'll get back on track with pajamas. But of course the pajamas we have are not the ones they want to wear to of course school. Not. And they're not clean. So and we have to get new anyway. Heather, it's, it's not our fault. <laughs> not our fault. No. It's all those jerks putting pressure on us. And every friggin' mommy blogger in the world has already talked about this. So we don't need to talk no. about it on our podcast. Nope. But if this makes you feel any better, we had breakfast with Santa this past weekend. And 30 minutes before we're supposed to leave, I look at my child who does not own one red or green garment. And I know that it doesn't matter. Right. right? It doesn't it's matter. True. But it does. Yeah. So my sweet mother went to Target and got her the cutest little red velour outfit. And by God, we got a picture with Santa. Yes, you did. Yes, we did. So don't even like don't even act like you need to do anything. It's me. I'm a mess and I'm a wrecking well, ball too. So let's embrace it. Speaking of your daughter, <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the time last week when I, well, I'm not, I can't even say it. When you tried to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. We can get into it. Let's, let's uh, unpack it, kill if me. you will. Well, you know what? He doesn't listen to this. So he will never hear this story. It's a lie. Um, but what happened, listener, was my sweet Heather came by to borrow a garment, an outfit, <laughs> if you will, for a holiday party. See, because we're always last minute and we mm-hmm. don't own anything and we have to borrow things from each other. Which, by the way, my mom looked at me and goes, um, is that going to fit her? Meaning like, Kaylin, you are much larger than Heather and you're a solid 12 inches shorter than her. <laughs> Why will that look good on Heather? You know, you rocked it though. I you did. looked amazing. I did. So Heather comes by, grabs, I go to grab the garment out of my closet. And by the time I get back, my child is in Heather's arms, which is my favorite thing. Actually my daughter's arms. Oh, she's in Ella's point, arms. Yes. yes. And uh, you look at me <sighs> and I'm like, you said, hey, I gave her a French fry. Is that okay? And 99.9% percent of all other children actually I didn't even say is that okay because <laughs> honestly because I couldn't remember I just like we gave her some fries <laughs> like my kids constantly have junk food like junk food well and with class. any other kid it would be fine yeah. but the listener doesn't know that my child has a food allergy yes. to pretty much everything yeah. under the sun and she's not supposed to take food from anybody else but her parents. And even at the tender age of two, she actually knows this. So she's sitting there in your arms. I look at and her. And she enjoyed the fry. She loved it. She enjoyed it. 
And I said, Maddie, you know, you're not supposed to take food from anybody else. And sure enough, that little chin and lips start quivering and we are, and she's in full blown tears. And I'm Googling what is in McDonald's fries. And just so everybody knows there are no eggs or tree nuts. We're here to report that they are fine for or kids. dairy with or soy. Food. They're very, yeah. Because anyway. it's made of Play-Doh basically. But I texted you like the next four days. I was like, okay, is she okay? Is she okay? Well, and I know this is like, we can cut this out, but <laughs> I have like a history that when I worked at Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen in College Station, <laughs> This we had this thing called the Cookie Monster. There was like a pain to make because you had to make it yourself, and it was always like slam busy. And I go out there, and this guy's like, they ordered the, every time they ordered the Cookie Monster. I'm like, oh my god, dear god, no. <laughs> I'm like, of course I have to be like, okay, great, sure. And um, he's like, but no peanuts. <gasps> like I am deathly allergic to peanuts. And I was like, okay, <laughs> write it down. And I'm like, I'm a seasoned wait waiter waitress wait at this staff. point. Yes. Go, but again, it's like Saturday night, 7 p.m. Go back, and I start putting all the stuff on the cookie monster, the whipped cream, the cherries, the chocolate sprinkles, and I sure enough put a whole cup full of peanuts on there. <laughs> and I'm on my way out, and I'm like, oh, crap. Come back, and I just scoop oh, no. No. the peanuts. Heather. <laughs> Listen, I was like 20. I don't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, okay? I wasn't a parent yet when everybody talked. everybody's allergic to peanuts and gluten. Oh, so I God. just scraped them off of the of the cookie and go on my way, give it to him. And I go back out there. I'm like, anything else I can get you? And he's like, were there peanuts on this? Oh God. And I was like, no. As his throat is closing up. He's like, there was definitely oh peanuts. He's like, and he goes, I'm going to sit here for the next hour and see how my body reacts to this <gasps> because it's, it could be very bad. So I go, oh my gosh. So I go in the back and I just stay in. I don't, no, and I tell somebody, up. I'm like, hey, can you please check and just keep an eye on <laughs> table 40. And sure enough, he just sat there and like was just waiting for to die <laughs> while I'm in the back panicking like. Uh, I shouldn't be laughing. My child has food I mean, allergies. I should yes, not be laughing. That's the kind of people <laughs> that are. Anyway, listen. Okay, that guy though, Heather, in fairness to you, if you have that severe of an allergy, I dude, know. do not order the cookie monster at a restaurant. Like, I'm sorry, again, this is not this type of podcast, but as parents of kids with food allergies, we just, just don't order stuff. I know. We just don't get it. We don't put it on the don't table. Don't put all your life in the hands that's of right. a 20-year-old that's right. tried out today Heather, that's like, right. Like, please don't. Just, just... Yeah. Anyway, so let's get on to... Well, it's it's already been a little therapy session this morning, yes. which kind of leads us into our sweet guest who is patiently waiting yes. to be introduced <laughs> and have his moment to shine. <laughs> um, but okay, we have a guest today. One of our favorites, Heather. We've long talked about here. We are not making this the league show, although we love league. But you know what? We made an exception this week and we brought on one of our favorites. Corey Bearden is a realtor with League Real Estate in Fort Worth, Texas. He's originally from Red Oak, Texas, which is outside of Dallas. And of course, he didn't move to Dallas because Fort Worth is better. He lives here in Fort Worth with his wife and two children in an adorable neighborhood called Mistletoe Heights. It sounds like something out of a Hallmark movie, by the way. I know. He has actually been a realtor for seven years, but prior to that, he was in the ministry and has two grad degrees. The ministry of Magic. The ministry Okay, Harry Potter character. <laughs> and we are going to get into all of this because if you meet this man, listener, he is the kindest, most generous, thoughtful, 
dry sense of humor person and has been so kind to give us his time this morning, which we've already taken way too much up of. Uh, but listener, please welcome Corey Bearden to the podcast. Oh, thank you, yeah. Hello, sir. Yeah, it's good to be here. Well, really fast. I do love the other day you and I were chatting and we have discovered that your precious wife is a teacher with my husband's aunt. Yes. And the Taylor's aunt came mm-hmm. up and said, hey, I, I'm realizing that we have this connection. By the way, I almost went into her thick accent, which I love and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> (laughs) but it's adorable. (laughs) She comes up to me and she's like, Hey, we have a connection at league. And, um, I work with Corey Bearden's wife and I talked to Corey and I said, Oh my God, Corey's one of my favorites. And she looked at me and she said, he said the same thing about you. I could have cried. I could have cried. I I loved it. It was was so, so sweet. So thank you for coming on today. It's my pleasure. My honor. Um, I am going to get into later, uh, that you've actually been mentioned on this podcast before and you not by name, and you told me the other day oh, a yes, story. We're going to yes, get into that in a little bit. That. Yes, yes look do. at her eyes. Look at Heather's <laughs> eyes just glancing over. Um, but Corey, you know the way that you can get on this podcast is that you have a story. So we would love to hear whatever story you've brought for us yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. You know, first off, just thanks for allowing me to, to be here. It's such a, a privilege to be here with, with y'all. I, I listen to the podcast. It's, it's fun. It's funny. It's informative. And uh, I really. Uh, we were in your top five in Spotify, weren't you we? You were, I think, number three. <gasps> oh, so, oh! I don't want to know what's ahead of us, no. but all I care is that <laughs> I was it. in your top I'll five. Take you it. were in the top five, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, funny story. I uh, I've got one that happened. Uh, gosh, this is probably five or six years ago. I wasn't very. Uh, I wasn't in the business for very long when this happened, but I was showing homes to a young couple. When I say young, like really young, like twenty, twenty-one. I call everybody um, 12. Like, I'm like, they were 12 years right. old. Right. I mean, they weren't too far out of high school. We're engaged to get married. We're from a little town west of Fort Worth, so kind of in the country. And we're looking at homes in the big city, you know. They, mm. were, they were excited. And, you know, back then, you could buy a uh, starter home mm-hmm. for around 200000 And mm-hmm. so that was their budget. But Ah, oh, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. But that 200000 that, you know, we were kind of all over the map and, yes. and where we were looking uh, well, one, it was a Thursday evening around this time of year. So, you know, the sun uh, was going down sooner. It was like seven o'clock, but it felt like midnight just because, you know, it's dark. And we were it's on so the, hard to see houses like that. It is. I it tell is. people, I'm like, guys, we can, when the, once the sun goes down, right. you're, you're just guessing if you like the house at that right. point. We can't right. see the neighbors. We can't see the neighborhood. Right. Like, neighbors. let's try. <laughs> we can't see. And we, like, this was like the last house out of six that we were we were seeing. And so. Marathon day. Right, right. And so we uh, found ourselves on the east side of Fort Worth uh, in a house probably built in the 30s or 40s. Um, had a detached garage. So we went in, looked at the house. I picked up the, uh, the clicker, you know, to open the garage door. Mm-hmm. We proceeded to the backyard to, um, to look at the garage. Um, let me stop here and say uh, the, the pants that I chose to wear <laughs> that day were brown corduroy pants. It was cold. Yeah. You know, I needed some pants with oh some God. substance to them to keep my legs warm. And so I opted for my brown corduroy pants. Yeah. And that's key in this story. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I, uh, we, there we were in the backyard. Uh, clients were there kind of waiting for the garage door to open. I clicked the clicker. And about the same time I clicked the clicker, the garage door started to come up. And I heard a little rustling in the leaves uh, next to us. 
didn't really think too much of it until I felt something on oh my ankle. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And that something on my ankle started to climb oh up my, god. my leg oh inside my god. your pants. No, luckily oh, okay. this was outside of my pants. Um, but I I didn't know what the heck was going on. Oh I mean, all you know, it happened in a split second. Um, started crawling up my leg. And then I looked down at about that time, my eyes met a squirrel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I guess mistook my brown corduroy pants for a tree trunk <laughs> and decided that oh my God. it was startled. And the best place to go was to this tree that, I guess, just appeared. <laughs> that is there. you. That, that is me. <laughs> And so I was like, oh my gosh, uh, just, you know, freaked us, freaked me out. My clients were still kind of waiting for the garage door to open. They saw me like get get scared, get freaked out. Well, so our eyes met with the squirrel and I'm sure the squirrel was like, oh yeah. I mean, suddenly realized this is not a tree. tree. Weirdest tree I've ever seen. This is not a tree. And you know, most squirrels, I would think, would just jump down. Oh, no. You know, it was only two and a half, three feet off the ground. I've seen squirrels jump from much higher positions yeah. than that. But this They're squirrel capable. decided to proceed to crawl back down my leg. Oh, my God. Well, like I said, all this happened in a split second. Yeah. And my reflex was to kick. <laughs> well, I kicked about the same time that the squirrel was around my ankle. Oh, my God. And so that kick gave pr- plenty of leverage <laughs> to launch the squirrel. <laughs> you know, and I was just concerned with launching the squirrel in any direction. Yeah. Any direction. <laughs> the downside is I launched it into the direction of my client. <laughs> oh, now, my gosh. Luckily, like I said, young couple went in the direction of Mrs. Byer. Luckily, Mrs. Byer had been a high school athlete, was very agile. Oh my gosh, she was ready for it. And yeah, she she had some quick reflexes. She just moved right out of the way. Now, the, the squirrel did graze her kind of on her hip. But had she not had the reflexes she had, that squirrel would have landed solidly, you know, maybe on her tummy or- Oh my God, Corey. So how do you put yourself together after that? Oh, we, I mean, first off, it was late. Uh, we were looking at this house that was, you know, empty and, you know, it all kind of freaked us out. Of course. But after a few seconds, we realized what had just happened. That oh was my God. a squirrel and not, you know, someone else. But anyway, uh, we had a good laugh and, and moved on. I did they buy the house? Yeah. Did they buy it? No, not no, that, that house. Oh, not that house. Gosh, uh, but they did oh buy gosh. one eventually and we had a good, you know, they became good friends and actually went to their wedding. And, oh, you know, so, of course yeah, you did. They invited me to their wedding. You, you know, give them like course. a squirrel gift or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only squirrel gifts from yes. here on out for those poor buyers. Right, right. Oh my uh, God, Corey, that, bravo, that was an excellent an intro into this interview. Well, I I yeah. commend you. You held your, of course you held it together. Oh, yeah. I'd be shrieking oh, like a banshee yeah. and looking like oh, an I idiot. Oh, I screamed. Did you? Uh, yeah. I, I let out a, a shrill Just, for sure. <laughs> Okay, I don't have any squirrel stories, I will say, um, but I we were talking earlier about all of our first listings, and I like to recap this kind of thing for our listeners because, again, it, whether you're seasoned real estate, whether you're thinking about getting into it, I think it's important to know w- where we started, right? Like mm-hmm. from, what is it, start at the bottom now we're here? I, I, I love how I look at Heather every time I need a hip hop reference right. of yes. some sort. She's, yeah, she's thank you. Those. She is good for those. Um, that's all I'm good for. All, so, 
<laughs> so I wanted to hear a little bit more about your first listing. I thought we could go around the yeah. table, if you will, before we get into your background, Corey. And I wanted to hear about your first listing. You want, you want me to, okay. Sure, yeah. yeah. So uh, my first listing was in my neighborhood, actually. We live in Mistletoe Heights. And I noticed there was this home that they had listed in our like neighborhood newsletter for sale by owner. And so I was like, they don't need to be selling. It was a big home, right? You know, right on Mistletoe Drive, really nice spot in our neighborhood. It's like, they don't need to be selling that for sale by owner. And so I they proceeded. They need to use me. They mm-hmm. need to use me, mm-hmm. who, you know, I've got a solid three months of experience. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's roll here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I uh, give them a call and uh, we schedule a time to meet. And, uh, and I met with them, um, had a good talk and good chat. And uh, we, they decided that they would use me to list their home. And they they listed it at a price where I was like confident it would never sell for. Because it was just outrageous. Right. It was way too high. Also, Uh, really quick backing up. He had one conversation with these people who were pretty much determined to not do a commission. And then you got the deal. Well, there's there's a little more to it. Okay. 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 So I got the listing. Okay. Um, I, I did not know. I was so new. I did not know that you could like search homes and see a history of had that home been listed before oh right mm. right yes um, very important after after i listed the home i did that and realized mm. that i was the fifth agent oh, no. <laughs> to list this home in like the past two years oh and no all of the you know the, it just been oh. overpriced because i really wasn't looking at the real estate market i didn't know what was you know no. on the market in our neighborhood it was in a location that was on the other side of the neighborhood from me and so had no clue that I was, yeah, one of many. Just one more pawn in right. their game. Uh-huh. One more pawn. Yeah, so they agreed to let me list it for like, I don't know, 90 days and just kind of gave me a... At like 1% or was it at least a full commission? Uh, no, it was a full commission. Okay. But right. like I said, it was way overpriced. Just egregious. And I just was, I was like, well, if it sells for that, that's great. I mean, that'd be a, you know, a, a great yeah, commission. I'll take that check. Starting off. Yeah. But, uh, but always kind of knowing... Uh, yeah, There's, did you get some good marketing out of it I at did. least? There you right? go. I did. Um, did you do a video? Uh, no, no. Oh, this, video? This is pre video. This is pre video. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, but I did, you know, um, I, I door knocked, you know, uh, several folks in the neighborhood. I had an open house and it just gave me a chance to really get some exposure to, yeah. to my neighborhood and to folks that I knew that knew me in a, in a past life and a past career. And now we're kind of getting to know me as, as a realtor. And to have your sign in front of that base. Right. Exactly. It's not a bad, it's it not was, a bad strategy. I mean, boring. it wasn't a bad strategy, uh, but uh, lo and behold, the house did not sell. I think there were three or four agents that listed it after me. Oh, oh my God. And God. finally it sold for the price that I had told <gasps> them to, oh to sell their house for. Don't but you feel slightly vindicated, but, I, I but do, yet not? I do. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. But, you know, it was, like I said, it was useful to me at that time. I probably now, well, I would know to like look at the history of oh, the house sure. and yeah. realize yeah. that this house has been on the market for a long time with several different agents and probably shouldn't. Uh, waste my time uh, on it, but but that's you know what that's the that's the beauty of being a new agent. Yes. It's like what else do you have but time? No, exactly. literally do all it. you exactly. have is time and right. a little bit of hope and a you prayer. Know, ignorance right. is bliss. When that's right. Just and be like I can do this. And just the again, what are they? You list, you last, right? That's what everybody says. I don't oh, even actually yeah. know that that's. We should dig into that and see if that's actually true. But to be able to put your sign with your name, I, that just had to feel good too as sure. a new agent, right? Absolutely. But I love that. I love that you looked back and you were like, ha ha. <laughs> I knew it would sell for this. Yeah. Heather, what was your first listing? 
I was just trying to remember. I think this was my first one, so I'll go with it. Because I came off of my first buyer, which my first buyer, again, was took six months to close. It's short sale. Chase was the bank. You know, I made $12. And then so she was like, okay, well, my mom wants to sell her house. And so I was like, okay, great. There was a language barrier. So I had to deal with the daughter that okay. would relay information to the mother. Okay. So there's that kind of element of it all. Which, and also I'm still working my full-time job that nobody knows I'm doing a little side hustle of real estate. So mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. would call about it, I would close my office door <laughs> and proceed, proceed to talk business, real estate business. Oh anyway, God. I did, you know, I did pictures on my phone. I did, uh, you know, just, no idea what was going on. I had no guidance, nothing. But we did end up getting a full price offer relatively quickly. I think the home was in a kind of the still what is, still is a popular area of North Fort Worth. And I think it was priced like 127 I think I remember. So or around the 100. Cents. Yeah, around mm-hmm. $100,000 mark. But it was a nice house. Get a full price offer. And the seller's like, no. What? And I'm like, this is like 2012, 13. So it's not like now where some sellers like expect the 20 offers and all that and I was like what do you mean she's like no I just don't feel good about it no I'm like like the price the like what and I never knew she's like no she just didn't feel good about it and just took it off the market stop yeah did it ever sell did you go back no I mean that was it that was it that was it it was and the the buyers that put an offer on were like what What? like <laughs> put a, just uh, gave you the full price offer. Like, can you counter back with like what is it the closing date? Yes, is it yeah, what? Yeah, give us some. Feedback. She was just like, no. Oh, and you understood that language barrier or not? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And it was just off the market. So. Oh, I, and it just makes you nauseous. Oh, like yeah. you're just you're just trying so hard, especially as these baby agents, and you're like, oh. I can do this. I can do this. I have a story like that. I can't share it on the pod, but it was it was very similar. My you know my most yes. expensive listing. We get a full price cash. I mean just put kerosene on it, light it on fire that it, it, it didn't work out. There's a million factors about why it didn't work out. And to this day, similar to Corey, I look back and I'm like, yeah, it sold a lot less than that offer I had for you anyways. Yeah. I got one <laughs> grainy photo that I post on Instagram. That's like my first listing. Like that was it. That's all I got marketing wise from marketing wise. So my first listing, I was working with some investors that I had gone to college with and it was like their first or second flip maybe, but they did a fantastic job. It was a beautiful home. But again, it was kind of in that market where it's like, I, who knows, yeah. right? Who knows? And the reason I, I like to share this story is because it's so important, regardless of what agent, you know, where you are in your career, if you're not even in real estate, there is a part of the listing agreement contract that says, what is that grace period in which the contract is ended, but you still technically have the right to sell it, right? Or, or maybe if it goes under contract, like you're still technically the representative for that seller. Um, and the The protection period. Thank you. It's very important. So I listed with them. We literally got, I think we listed on Thursday. We got an offer on Friday and I think it may have even been full price and they wanted to wait through the weekend for the open house. Now, granted they, they didn't, you know, they didn't occupy the home, which it doesn't really matter, I guess, but I'm looking at them going, you're an investor. You need this money to turn around and do your next one. Like bird in the hand guys. Yeah. Okay. So we go through that whole conversation and I want to say by Saturday, the buyers had got scared enough that we hadn't responded that they pull their offer and the agent couldn't have been nicer. God, I wish I remember who it was. Cause she was, she was like, Kaylin, I'm so sorry, but they freaked. They, they I don't know. It was just kind of a weird market. Yeah. And they were like, so we proceed to sit on the market for four months 
more months. And oh God knows why gosh. I even had this listing for that long. So we're getting toward the end. We we have that horrible, difficult conversation, the the sellers and I, about how, hey, when this, when this ends, we're going to move on to another agent, which to this day, I'm like, I, it wasn't me, guys, right. you know, but um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> not me. And I, I said, okay, I understand. I think I tried to give a little bit of evidence of why they should keep working with me. And I think the last day, I swear to God, the last day of the contract, we got an offer. And because I had that 30 day grace period in there, I was, I was protected and I was able to close it and I got that sale. So, I mean, you know, hold your applause, but it was a big deal. I thought you were going to say the opposite or something, like on day 31, you know, their their brother decides to buy it. I've got a little bit of luck. I will say I've got a little bit of luck and and I, and I got that one done. So anyways, so Corey, we were talking talking earlier and, and I've learned something new about you, which was that f- before becoming a real estate agent, you were in the ministry. That's right. You were an actual minister. Is this right? I was a youth pastor. You were a youth so pastor. So I was the, <laughs> I just you know, love kind this. Of I know. Down the list of, of uh, ministers. You can totally tell that about him too. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to say. I know Heather feels the same way, but when I talk to you, I spill my guts to you. I don't know why. Heather, you don't know this, but I had a full-blown conversation with Corey right after about my house and I told him what I paid for it. <laughs> That's right, she did. Corey has the ability to sit and listen yes. and be wonderful and kind. And and I'm sure he looks at me like, you are a spaz and a half. Why are you well, telling me your I whole life? I think that was like right in the middle of COVID. Yes. And yes. And you're just like- We were all like, just like desperate for people to talk we to. We were. It was like we'll a caged just, animal. Like, <laughs> I needed to talk. But even I paid for my house if you'll talk to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you were at the office and you're like, never come to the office. I, I was like, Kaylin. I hadn't been there yeah. like a year right. or something. That sounds bad. Listener, I was uh, pregnant and it was a right. pandemic yeah, and I wasn't sure. seeing were, people. Right. That makes it sound so totally bad. But, yeah. but I, but no, it's you, Corey. I feel like regardless of the pandemic, regardless of being in the middle of COVID, I would have, I probably just spill my guts to you at all points in time. And I think it's because you have such an ability to listen and to be understanding. And I could see someone telling you something terrible and you would go, right, right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So I wanted to commend you for well, that. Thank you for that. Oh, That's of course. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I do think that makes you good at your job, right? Because everybody looks at you and we've often been told from our, you know, our owner, Jeff Anderson at league that, you know, he might as well be a therapist, right? Because that's what actually at the end of the day creates relationships and that's what makes people feel comfortable right. with you. Would you, can you opine on that at all? Can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, and you brought up Jeff and that's, uh, Jeff's really one of the main reasons I'm at league because he and I have similar backgrounds. Um, so I was youth pastor for about 10 years right out of college um, and then went to Baylor to um, do some graduate work and walked away with a, a degree that allowed me to be a, become a licensed professional counselor. Okay, see? And so I Counseling did that. Yeah, yeah. I did that. Um, it's all coming together. For about five years. Um, and, and that's where Jeff and I connected because he had, he had had a similar background okay. in, in counseling. And, um, and just through working with Jeff, we never did a deal together, but I would show his listings and um, you know, call him about different listings. And he was just always so kind and patient. Oh, yeah. And I just thought, ah, I really, I like that guy. And this yeah. is before League had even started. And yeah. He was with another brokerage and- then I heard that he was going to start this and you know, I met with him and um, anyway, uh, the rest is history. But yeah, I, I was a counselor for five years and certainly real estate's a really difficult uh, decision for, I don't know if difficult's the right word. It's, it's a decision that obviously involves a lot of 
effort and factors and emotions and it's why uh, we're tired finances. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's why we're so tired. Right. And so, you know, and you all know this, you know, throughout the process of real estate transactions, especially when you're working well, buyers and sellers, even um, you do have to jump into the role of just listener and affirmer and counselor. Yeah. Literally uh, to folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause often it, we can give our opinion. That's not necessarily what they need right. at that moment. They sure. do just need somebody to, bounce ideas off of or affirm, like you right. said. I mean, wouldn't you yeah, agree? Yeah, that's why I do think you're so good at what you do is because you have that ability that, you know, sometimes I lack of. I think it'd be it's easy, something that I had to learn, like, I think it's easy for most people to kind of get caught. If you have a client that's maybe complaining to you about the closing date, you know, that it is nothing that we can control yeah. kind of idea. It's easy. It was easy for me at the beginning of doing this to kind of get caught up in yes. this. Oh my God. In yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so yes. sorry. But like, I think in the end of the day, what a client really needs is a little more, st- you know, they're coming to you for stability and for you to say it's going to be okay and solutions. Like, totally. Because once I made that like change in my mind of like not getting all caught up in, in all of that and, and then be in the phone conversation, still nowhere better than we were when we started. Um, but it is hard. It's such a roller coaster. Yes. Of ride. emotions. How yes. do you handle like a hard conversation? Like a hard conversation, for example, I'm just putting you on the spot. Like, let's say the example is the home did not appraise. Oh, it just uh, makes me mad at Grant again. And you're the buyer? You have the buyers? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying yeah. to think of a, but actually that's not even that. Like, I'm trying to think of something worse. Oh, like, I, I think that that's a, that's a heartbreak because you've already got, you're in sweet, sweet pending. Right. So that is, that's a heartbreak at that point. It is. I agree with you, Heather. I think, I think that's a tough one. Let's like it, throw appraise, this, it appraised for $35,000 less. Let's throw this one at court. And they let's don't have how, that money. Let's see how he'd handle it. He didn't know we we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that certainly is a tough one. Um, I, I, I think obviously, um, listen, uh, and, and, answer questions to the best of my ability and then do my best to work with that listing agent to get that right. sales price yeah. down. Right. Absolutely. That, that works. And you know, a lot of our, our job too, it's not only with our clients, but with, with other agents. Oh, oh yeah. We talk other, about this all the time. That's why we want to, that's why we want to bring on all these other agents to be like, be friends with us. Right. Let's all get along. It sing is, Kumbaya together. Certainly some agents, you know, it does require some patience. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and so that's what I was going to say when you, when Heather, when you were mentioning that sometimes we can get caught up in the emotions. Often, I mean, I have had to do that where I have, I cannot tell my clients what I'm hearing on the other oh, end. Oh no, I know. And I want to so yes. bad. And some of my buyers are listening right now, like, yeah, right, Kaylin, you tell us. But there, I, most of the time I'm like, we, if they find out that this agent handled it this way, they're going to get emotional about it. Mm-hmm. And we cannot, we have to keep our eye on the prize and we cannot get emotional about it. And I, I feel like you guys are nodding here, but yeah, I- Yeah, just kind of having to be a funnel sometimes, I feel like in what you, and it, it's only something you learn over time, I I feel like yeah. me. Yes, like, I agree. You know if what you need, what you need to worry the buyer with or seller, and what you what you don't. And that's what I yep. normally tell new clients. I'm like, hey, I'm here to make this as seamless as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to add added stress unless I have to. Yes. Like because there are so many times where you get an email from the lender that's like, you know, we can't close on the thirty. Yeah, yeah. But then if you just wait, like couple hours oh wait we can't you know like so oh it's so hard like that's the other crappy part and that's what I'm bad job. at I'm I'm kind of like jump and go and do and not not and that's what Corey's I think probably oh, great at Corey is like pauses and thinks and and does not it, there's no rough draft coming out of Corey's mouth which everything everything like, is rough draft I regret for what us. I said yes I regret, absolutely. I'm gonna I regret, take that back just, that was, just say it's a rough draft say just kidding I'm still working on that one I'm writing it up in my head <laughs> well it's um 
Yeah. I, and it's so funny because Corey and I did start like the same day, day and like, day one. and so I feel like you've been like my league brother because I was oh. so nervous leaving. We came from a similar situation going into this smaller kind of boutique was it of a year old at that time? Wasn't even a year old. Yeah. We had come from a place that was like a machine. I mean, mm-hmm. we will not very name. Established, right? We will not name the, the name, but very established, very like, very like, you know. And so it was very scary to me. I didn't yeah. know how to go and get my business. So we were constantly like bouncing ideas off and like, you know. So and you guys had had left other careers, completely different careers to venture into this circus that we're now all in, yes. right. which, you know, I'm applauding all of us for doing that. Cause I did the same thing. Right. Um, but what I laugh about Heather is you and I, I, I told Heather before we started this podcast, we're sitting in front of one of the owners of league. Cause you've mentioned that you've learned a lot from Jeff and, and we, we've obviously had Matt on here and we love Luke. We love all these guys. And I told them, I said, every time I'm in a deal, if I want to act the way I really want to act, I stop and think, what would happen if Jeff or Luke or Matt were standing over my shoulder? And now I'm just going to add Corey to that. Yeah. I'm just like, what would Corey we do? We need to make with those bracelets. But no, w- it's funny because I've <laughs> sometimes wondered and thought about getting everyone a WWJD. Yes. So it's what would Jeff do? <laughs> what would Jeff do? Totally. WWJD. I, I need that. That might be a little sacrilegious. So you think yeah. that? <laughs> Absolutely. You well, heard it from the minister, right. folks. Yes. Little sacrilegious. So you feel the same way, Corey. Oh, yes. You just, got, I mean, sure. and what great leaders we have right i don't ever think that dang it heather told luke she said uh i never think what you guys would be thinking if i was if (laughs) i was handling this deal that's because you're a professional clearly i've got like you know a temper or something i need to reel it in reel it in and that's me you know whenever i kind of feel emotions boiling up in a deal i think how would jeff handle this see well now i'm complete i learned something (laughs) i don't even think i'm like also Corey, just say when i have emotions (laughs) boiling up i'm like no you don't sir Oh. You are oh. calm, cool, and collected <laughs> yes. all the That's time. All a fake. <laughs> oh. um, okay, Corey. So another thing that we always ask, uh, you know, just people in this industry, again, because it can be so wonderful and it can be so taxing and challenging, but what would you say is the best part of your job? Yeah, I, I'd say just working with people. I, I certainly enjoy uh, walking alongside people through the process of either buying or selling a home. And I really think that's that's, you know, the nature of our role. I mean, anybody, maybe anybody, uh, but most people could buy a house without the use of a realtor. Don't say that. I know, but (laughs) making our living over here, buddy, that out, cut that out. (laughs) But, you know, I, um, I, I certainly think that our value is our, uh, obviously our experience, our expertise and, and knowing the market, knowing the right forms to use, knowing, how to handle really uh, difficult um, situations that seem to always arise at, at every deal. Um, and and I think we actually make people more money um, whenever oh, we sure. sell their house. And, Good, and, save, and, save it, save yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, say that. And we um, we help people, you know, buy houses at, at a better price. And, and we certainly are valuable in that regard. But, but, you know, the best part of my job is just, it's working with people, you know, the, the folks that I work with typically happen to be friends or, yeah. um, uh, friends of friends. Uh, I was just looking back over my, my year this year and 40% of my business was repeat business. Oh, awesome. Oh. Folks that, you know, I've already worked with and, you know, that's just such an honor for me that they come back and, you know, want to work with me again. 
Okay, well, when I am at the office, Corey, there you are creating the cutest little holiday flyer with a little gift that you're dropping off for your precious clients. And I'm, of course, it was referrals and repeat, Corey. <laughs> you're excellent at that. Like you put so much time and effort into, you know, just fostering those relationships. I mean, right. again, I need to take a note out of your book. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm learning. I'm learning from you and I see you do that. So that doesn't surprise me at all that 40% is coming from. Yeah, I, mean, I think the, the goal is just to remain top of mind. Yeah. Whatever folks think of a realtor, they um, they, they think of the experience they had with me and they're you know, reminded, because I know we've used realtors in the past to uh, buy and sell homes, and I don't know that I ever got anything in the mail from them. Right, right. And uh, I just, I think you've got to, you've got to, um, Try and stay top of mind with yeah. folks because, you know, there's like a bazillion. There's realtors. a bazillion. Oh, there How are many eight, there's eight billion eight people billion. in the world. <laughs> so eight billion realtors. And there's eight billion, or maybe they've been a realtor in the past or yes. something like that. Okay, I do have another question for you. So do you have a love or interest of homes? And the reason I ask that is because that is kind of why I got into it. I just... I was like every other basic girl out there that loved Realtor, loved HGTV, loved all. And I, that actually is still such an exciting part for me. Um, did, did you have, and we talked to some other people on the on the podcast, uh, Dale Sherman, he like just loved homes. That's why he got into the industry. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I like homes. Sure, I like homes. <laughs> I'm kind of, I like homes. Oh, you're like that too? I'm not, yeah, I don't think okay. we ever said that about me. Like, yeah, I wanted to ask in. you. Right. Yeah. I, Not, mean, I like the process and the people. Exactly. Okay. I don't really, I, I the home that. is secondary. Okay. Right? Okay. I, and a part of now why I, I jumped into real estate um, is because I had a background and whenever I was growing up, I would, um, my uncle had an electric business and I would help him wire houses and, you know, did that through summers and breaks and you learn just working in a trade, the kind of the ins and outs of what it takes to build a home because we would work in a variety of different homes. And I, I think through that, I just developed, oh, I, I know homes yeah, and I like working with people. Yeah. And so- put You put the two together. together. Yeah. Do you hang your own light fixtures now that you have this knowledge? <laughs> oh, do. yeah. Do you? Pretty Look much anything it. electrical. <laughs> Corey, I, I'm calling I you. I can do. Now, do I do <laughs> right. it? Right. Uh, yeah. That's the, I think that's, that's half the, the battle question, there. Right. Um, okay. So uh, you might not have a worse part of your job or you might not have the part that you know makes you want to stay in bed in the morning. But, right. but if you could list one, what would it be? You know, I, I, I wrote this down. Um, I would say the worst part of my job is also the best part of my job, but it's, it's, it's just a balance we have to walk, especially those of us who do this full time, is, is we are our own boss, Yeah. but we are our own boss. Right, right, <laughs> yes. So, right. So, yes. you know, sometimes I think, uh, and I, I love the way y'all always begin the podcast is, do, did you do your job this week? And, and I'm, thank you for bringing that up because I often wonder if people realize why we're asking that because real estate is maybe one of the only jobs, maybe, maybe another service industry like this, but where you literally may have not worked that week. Right. You, you, you sure. may have not done your job. You're still, you, you still have a job, but you may have not done. And that's why we like to bring it up right. because of exactly what you're talking well, and about. And I think it's so key because I mean, you could get a couple of, you know, deals under your belt that are maybe closing in a month and a month and a half. And you know that you've got that money coming. And so you can kind of feel yourself begin to coast and think, Oh, well, That'll be good. But yep. then what happens when those deals close? Exactly. And so you've got panic session, Corey. Exactly. Sheer panic. panic. <laughs> and so you just, you really have to be working on your business when you're, you know, not working at your business. Building a pipeline. That is such Building a good a point. It yeah. is. Sure. Like it's, it's so hard. To it is hard. 
Yeah. Especially this time of year when we're tired. Yeah. And, and, and when a calendar year ends, it, it just feels like, oh, good. I wrapped that up. But then exactly like you guys are saying, we're going to look at each other in January and go, do I have anything yeah. lined up? Anything coming. I've right. got to have something like that. Like, nothing's ever really certain, even if you do have a 40-hour job. But it's, I just feel this, like, the, the weird thing about what we do is, like, I have no idea what next year will look like. Exactly. I had no idea Same. this year would have been no. so crazy. Yes. And so this time of year, I'm always like, you know, I'm frantically... Yeah, you know, it's throwing just parties, throwing for, parties right. for past for clients. Past <laughs> Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> well, we, we, I'm happy to talk about it. We can talk about it next week. Let me, if you let want. me add one, one thing, <laughs> please, one Corey. Thing. You know, one thing I, I, I tend to try and ask myself, and it kind of goes along with, did you do your job? Is like, would you hire yourself? Oh, Corey. If, if you were a manager or an owner of a small business, would you be a good employee? Oh my God, and bringing out I the think you have deep to, questions. Yeah, you have to answer that question honestly. And if like you get to the end of the day and you feel like you've only worked like two hours that day, I mean, that that's not a great employee. I'd want my employee to work a little harder than that. This it's is, so, my Heather's, Heather's got that emoji face on where the teeth are showing and my, and my mind just went blank. Wow. Cause I'm like, am I that arrogant that I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, I'd hire myself or am, do I really need to take a look well, at I what mean, I'm doing? Yeah. I think on Sundays I would say, heck yeah, I would hire heck myself. Yeah. I worked very yeah. hard That's today. right. I earned this. Right. Yeah. But on other days it's like, eh, I don't know about that guy. I went to He's Target. kind of slacking. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Heather, right. would you hire yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Today, I would not. Tomorrow, yes. No, I would hire myself. But um, I think that, like, to go off that, I think that, like, so much of what we do is the clients don't see. And so right. we love the person that's like, well, yeah, you put a sign in the yard and oh, 30 days later, you get 3% of a million dollars. And sometimes I've had to say, like, I've had somebody kind of say, that. oh, that was an easy one, which oh. I always, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't you know, snap back at this, but in my head, I'm like, well, it is. And thank God, because that's what keeps this going. Because for every one of those easy that's quotation right. ones, there are ones that are very hard. You oh, didn't see the nine others. You didn't see, see the nine others that just sucked the life out of right. you. And um, I, I, I think I joke, I'm going to make a God reference. I don't normally, but I'm like, God literally is like, you know what? I'm going to give you this one. Yes. Right. yes okay. I'm going to give you this absolutely. one because you, I had, can tell that you <laughs> had four that made you want to quit right. and you got 12 more coming up that right. are going to make you want to quit. So I'm just going to, yes. so this million dollar client going. is going just to fly in from out of town yes. <laughs> right, right. I and you're going to close in 12 days yeah. right. and you didn't see it coming. It was yeah. the only thing that like kind of keeps us in. I know I looked at Taylor the other day and um, I've, I've been so lucky this year to do a couple of contingencies, which, you know, I go in to now and uh, listener I think you've heard me say this before but basically they have to sell their house in order to buy another property I don't know if I would use lucky but oh yeah. thank you Heather and, but that okay but exactly I everyone likes the two side of the deal like we've oh, talked about oh that's what you meant yeah yeah, yeah. And that, so that's yes. the lucky part of it right yes but I did look at Taylor and to your exact point Heather I they don't know how much we just had to do behind the scenes to pull it off. And I've talked about it before and I will shut up, but there are times that I look at Taylor and I'm like, I love these sweet clients, but I don't think they know the magic trick I just pulled out of, uh, out of a hat right now. Like we, we, we got it done and that doesn't always happen. And with contingencies, I kind of have to go into them like, well, let's just uh, hold our breath and jump. You know, yeah. sure. is that how you feel? Corey? Oh, absolutely. I've got one right now that I'm like, oh. if you know, if it's, if, I can get their house under contract. Um, it's going to be a great. It's going to be fine. It's going to be a great month. Do you want to you want to give that listing a shout out in case anyone's uh, searching? Thirteen right O'Ed Shalimar Drive, <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas. 
check it out, guys. Three bedroom, two bath. <laughs> really need to sell this one by the end of the year, that's guys. Right. Come on, go, get it under contract. Well, that's what makes us, I believe, good realtors. Is that's that right. the clients don't they don't know they don't know all that we do. That's not their that. job. Yes. Remember? Yes. Yep, that's what we're here for. Okay, so as Heather likes to say, we need to end on a high note. And I mentioned earlier in the episode that you didn't maybe know that we had mentioned you in the podcast. And I actually oh. didn't know that Heather's story was in reference to you, Corey, yes. until you came up to me at the league Christmas party and you said, you know, that story was about me. Hey, and I want to say, this is how much I just respect all our fellow league agents. I never asked you who it was. The Heather. yoga pants. The yoga Which pants. Which I'm yoga literally pants. wearing yoga pants right now. And y'all are all dressed up. Like you have makeup on, you have a collared shirt on, and I, listener, am wearing athleisure wear. <laughs> I will say, I zero plans to work out. Knowing that Corey was coming on today, I almost put on black leg, black <laughs> yoga pants just to be like, Corey, can I? I should go? have gotten way dressed up. I should have been like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a ball gown. I, I would recognize you. I was like, yeah. where's Heather? Where's I, <laughs> I wanted to say, Corey, I'm in this outfit. Am I allowed to go show a house? And really quick, <laughs> let me back up if the listener doesn't know. So basically, Heather, and we said this on another episode, but Heather was showing a house, basically got locked out of it, had to call Corey to come rescue her. And when he shows up to the property, he looks her up and down in her yoga pants and said, did you wear that to show a house today? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Corey, I want to hear off, your side. Yeah, so my Corey, side, give me Heather, your side. And Heather, I'm sure you know this. There are very few agents in our office that I would say that to. I know, I, I know. I know. That's well why enough. we have a brother-sister yeah, yeah. relationship, I feel like. And so I was certainly just giving you a hard oh, time. Oh, I know that. that. It was yeah. out of love. Yeah. It was very much out of love. Yes. Because, you know, at that Andrew. time, the joke was I, I typically dress up yes. uh, a little bit more than maybe some of our other office mates. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're and you're dressing never... for the job you want, Corey. <laughs> yes. yeah, so. I want to be a yoga instructor. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the joke, at, really, at League when I first started, is because uh, I came from another brokerage where you, you just dressed more professional, and that was just the environment that I in. I have, you know, toned that down <laughs> since I've been at League because I, I, you know. I was, He's in jeans. I, I am in jeans. Wait, were you in, like, three-piece suits or something No, not, not in suits, but certainly okay. slacks. And, okay. Uh, you know, a uh, button-down shirt and sometimes a tie even. So, oh, I can't but, uh, believe I missed that. Right. Those <laughs> days are over. <laughs> Thank God. You've retired the tie. That's right. But oh. so, yeah, just showing up and, and seeing Heather, just, uh, I just had to give her a hard time. <laughs> and it's so funny. It was like a really nice part and pretty decent price point. <laughs> like... You know what? I'll say it again. I show houses when you can look That's at it. Right. If you want to wait until I'm showered and in a suit, I will never be able to show it to you. Right. And you know what? You do a Clients, damn good job, honey. You know. You they do love a great you. Job. They, they go you. with it and then they you talk about job. me behind their back, I'm sure. <laughs> no, not at all. They all love you. Oh my God. Corey, thank you so much yes. for coming oh, on today. Such a joy to be here. Hasn't with it just flown by? It has, yeah. I know. I, I always could just talk forever. Oh, forever. We'll turn this off. That's and what I was going to say. Talk. We're going to yeah, turn right. this we'll, off and we'll keep chat, talking. Right. Get to the real meat of this. All Corey's. Things we can't really talk about. I was going to say all the things that Corey will definitely still not tell us, basically. It's just going to be you and I. Yeah. talking crap and Corey going, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, mm -hmm, right. Uh -huh, yeah, right. Corey, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us in your top five podcasts. Oh, yeah, Thank absolutely. you for being a fan of what the What are pod. your other two podcasts? Oh, I don't, I'd rather really not say. Okay. <laughs>
That's awesome. We're the only okay. one he's proud of. We're yes. the only one he's proud he of, to say. be honest. Well, I, I see you. one of them is real estate related. The other one is not. Okay. So. And we're better than the real estate one, right? Oh, absolutely. I listen to y'all way more than I listen to that one. Heck so. yeah, because yeah. we make learning fun. That's right. That's, That's right. right. Um, well, please come back. Okay. We'll have another episode sure. later on. Bring your stories, yeah. like keep writing them down. And then, you know, we're going to, we're going to invite you back soon. Um, Heather, you and I have got a lot more fun this month. Merry Christmas. Cause I we're. Know. Is it Christmas time? It's good. <laughs> what year is it what day is it we are tired guys um but listener we love you thank you as always for being here and we will see you next week yeah christmas week Woo! well no, i, I don't know so. what christmas is yeah. <laughs> bye always be closing hello i live here always be closing i've never been to your apartment so real what else do we need